Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of an InsideCarolina.com podcast. I'm Joey Powell. This is a special edition of the Coast to Coast, brought to you, as always, by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Hit them up. I have got one half of the amazing panel of analysts from our regular show, Sherelle McMillan, is with me. We're going to talk with TJ Beisner, a new name that you may not know, but you're about to know really, really quickly. All right, Sherelle, we're glad you're here, man. Thanks for making time for us. Talk with Mr. TJ Beisner. TJ, first things first, man. Tell us who you are and why you're here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm TJ Beisner, and, and I came here from the University of Kentucky. Um, I've been in Chapel Hill now for a couple of weeks. The other, other side of this phone is nothing but boxes in my house. So that's this is like the most creative thing my wife and I could come up with uh, for how our house looks right now. But um, yeah, I was a director of player development uh, at the University of Kentucky, and uh, I'm now here uh, as the executive director of the Secondary Break Club, which is the men's basketball NIL collective for the University of North Carolina. So um, a lot of change for, for our family, especially the last few weeks. It's been awesome. We are so happy to be here. Um, you know, I, I think Carolina speaks for itself as far as a place to be, and, and particularly for our family. Um, our oldest son lives in Wilmington. And we, we kind of got to a point where we were ready to make a move and um, it couldn't have worked out any better. You know, we, we decided to, to leave Kentucky and um, not too long after that decision was made, Coach Davis made a call to Coach Cal and, uh, and said, hey, I'd like to talk to TJ. What are your thoughts? And from there, it just kind of really moved quickly. <laughs> you know, we went from, uh, you know, me sitting in, in Coach Cal's office and saying I was, I was going to step down and probably move to Wilmington and try to find a job. and <laughs> you know, whatever that may be, uh, to, hey, you know what, I think we have a really unique, cool opportunity in Chapel Hill. So um, it's been a whirlwind, but it has been nothing short of a blessing for, for our family so far. And um, the, the job's gone great and getting to know people there. But on top of it, just 
North Carolina ha has been wonderful for us so far. My son's school, he's playing lacrosse. So um, we're grateful. And, and I don't even know if that answered your question, but we're really happy to be here. That's all. <laughs> no, man, whichever way you want to go is fine with us. I think the big thing was I wanted you to kind of introduce the secondary break club to begin with. So we're yeah. going to dive into that. Uh, I know folks listening to this, whether you're a basketball or football fan, you've probably heard us do some things uh, with Heels for Life, which is the football NIL collective. And this is the basketball counterpart to that. And TJ is, is going to be heading that up. So before we dig really deeply into that, TJ, you mentioned Kentucky. I want you to explain to our listeners and, and the viewers here, uh, what was your role there? You mentioned your title, but I want to know specifically, what did you do and what was it like with, with you know, at another Blue Blood program? Because I think a lot of folks either yeah. uh, either come from – you know, a step up to North Carolina or, or, you know, maybe they come from the NBA to North Carolina, but, but rarely do you see anybody switching from blue blood to blue blood. And I know it's not exactly the same, but there are some similarities. So tell us a little bit, what did you do and what was it like working at Kentucky? Uh, so, so my title was, I was the director of player development the last two years. So uh, when NIL came into place, coach Calipari hired me onto his staff. Uh, prior to that, I worked uh, in sports marketing and oversaw the UK sports and uh, network, radio, TV, digital content development. Prior to that, worked in media. So I'd kind of been in that world of branding, marketing, um, and then over the course of my time uh, working at JMI Sports and overseeing the, the University of Kentucky network, I developed a, a really close relationship with Coach Calipari through you know working with him on his radio show, his website, things like that. And what I always loved about him was he, he's an idea guy. And coming from a, a background where, uh, you know, I, I think of myself as a creative person, when you're in a room with other creative people, you love, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. And so he and I really hit it off. And, and when NIL was coming into play, we had been talking for several years about what that landscape would look like, what the opportunities were, how a blue blood stays a power in a blue blood in this new landscape and you don't give up ground that you spent a hundred years building essentially. Um, and so moved into to a role on his staff and, and uh, worked with NIL um, and, you know, assisted in, in anything he needed me to do, meet with recruits when they came on visits, um, you know, assisting through uh, just kind of giving thoughts anytime he needed them. What, you know, what do you think about this? And, um, kind of, kind of just being involved a, a little bit in everything is, is how I, how I saw it. And he, um, you know, at one time he said I was his, the coach off the court. And so from there we did community service and, um, you know, that was, that was something that I think is, is ties into NIO in a big way, but, but really important when you're at a place like North Carolina or Kentucky, where you have influence as a student athlete, really understanding that platform, how you can impact other people's lives. And so. We're able to do a lot of good things. Um, I think I wore a lot of hats whenever it was asked of me. I've even my favorite job title actually that someone gave me was unofficial was I was the director of Oscarations because Oscar She and I worked so much <laughs> on his NIL and everything else. That was uh, uh, the, the guy that sat in the office next to me uh, gave me that one. But I, I just tried to be available and you know the coaches at this level, same with Hubert, have so much on their plate. Um, and I think. NIL rules and legislation and the lack of management from the NCAA is kind of pushed this on to coaches. Yep. Um, they've got to make decisions. They've got to talk to lawmakers or whoever it may be. And so, um, you know, one of the things I always tried to do, and, and I hope, you know, if Coach Cal was asked that question, he said that I took things off his plate, that they were, that allowed him to be a coach um, a little bit more than, than maybe he was before because of all this stuff, craziness that coaches are having to figure out. So, 
Um, but, it, but NIL was, was kind of a, an area that was really a big focus for my role and, um, you know, working with compliance and obviously understanding how deals were working and the landscape and the laws. And so, um, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, hopefully something and a unique experience is going to translate really well now as we get going with, uh, the secondary break club, which, you know, fans may have heard previously was tricord management was the name, same thing rebranding it a secondary break club and and uh, hopefully going to create some unique opportunities and not only provide cool financial you know stuff for the players but also feeds into to what is a transformational student athlete experience that I know that Hubert his staff want and they've experienced at the University of North Carolina so trying to be in step with those guys and and, and making sure we're moving in the right direction so you mentioned that in your previous role branding was kind of a big part of it and you have experience with that i'm just curious from the outside looking in what what's your assessment of the unc brand like is it as strong as it was what is strong about it what what is the outsider's perspective um on the unc brand and its value well i mean i think you know first of all everyone knows the history um from a, a branding and and you're talking about you know if you think of, of just branding and okay what's recognizable what do people know the UNC logo is recognizable. This right here, the Jordan logo is, that's the brand right there, that those two together, when you come to the University of North Carolina, you're on a platform that automatically internationally recognize both of the logos on your shirt. And that's a really big opportunity. And so I, I think, you know, as this develops and NIO continues to evolve, things will change, but there is a huge opportunity to capitalize on the history at the University of North Carolina as it pertains to the future and the present. I, I think that that's a huge advantage they have here. Um, I, I think that the opportunity to tie in NIL opportunities to the past, to the legends that have come through here and explain how these pieces all fit together is enormous. Um, and, you know, I, this is something that struck me and talking about things that are unique and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm at North Carolina. It's just a random Tuesday practice walk into practice and sit down and I look over, you see Tyler Hansborough, Tyler Zeller, Larry Brown, Anton Jameson, Shimon Williams, all just sitting there. And that's so unique. That is something that other schools can't really identify and, and maximize those opportunities at the level that North Carolina and, and very few other schools can. And so I, I think leaning into that past as a springboard into the future and tying into to what's identifiable, which is the, the North Carolina, the colors, the logo, and that Jordan logo really create a value um, that make you unique when you step on the floor. Because ultimately, the, the, the greatest brand that a student athlete can represent is themselves. That is ultimately the number one brand they'll represent. And you get a chance to do that on a national scale every time you step on the floor and potentially because you're at the University of North Carolina internationally. And, and I think from experience at Kentucky and dealing with agents and understanding how they're selling student athletes to their uh, marketing partners and, and, and people who wanna do representation advertisements, that's what is sellable. You say, I'm a student athlete at North Carolina, your value when your agent or when we as secondary break club are going into to enter agreements with with brands to uh to promote you as an individual you're more valuable because you're a tar heel and i i guess you kind of answered the next question within the last couple but um 
why UNC for you? I, I know you, you talked about the, the global yeah. brand, you talked about Coach Davis, but what, what kind of made you say this is, you know, an opportunity that I want to seize? I mean, it, it's so, you know, being at Kentucky, obviously a blue blood and, and getting to experience things at a very high level, working with the highest caliber of student athletes. And that is fulfilling. You know, I, I loved, I, I think of us, it, it's silly to say sometimes, but as educators, it's different than your social studies teacher, obviously. And uh, the, the salaries are, are different, obviously, but I, I think of us as educators. And so when, you know, like I said, we had an opportunity and, and I guess I'll go back, you know, the decision to leave Kentucky was, you know, a year ago around September, October, um, I was approached by an agency and said, hey, we're thinking about, you know, creating this NIL division. Would you come um, help us with this and kind of oversee our basketball marketing in this division? Um, and it was a great opportunity, chance to live anywhere, to kind of set my own schedule and, and kind of dictate how and who we worked with. Um, but it didn't sit right at that time because I sat in on recruiting meetings with players and made promises to their parents. And, um, you know, I, I sat with Oscar Shibway and said, you're coming back. I'm going to be here to help you. And it didn't feel right at that time to leave. Um, and so fast forward, went through the year, got to the end of the season. Um, that opportunity, you know, the landscape shifted, their business model, what they were doing, they were uncertain of. So that opportunity kind of went away. And we had gotten, my wife and I, our mind around the fact that, you know what, maybe it's time for a change of pace. And, and you expend a lot of not just physical time, but emotional time when you're working in, in college athletics. And maybe, you know, let's get closer to our oldest son. And, you know, my wife has a great job and can work from home, so, so I'm going to figure it out. And uh, right around that time, like I said, Coach Davis called Coach Cal, and it was a holy cow moment for me because it is Carolina. I mean, this is... Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Anton Jameson, like it's, it's iconic. Um, and, you know, my son said, dad, would I get Jordans? <laughs> I said, after I get Jordans. Um, but the, but the, that conversation. The real important questions, TJ, is, right. is, is, is anybody getting footwear? No, absolutely. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, but, you know, then we, we had, I had the conversation, Coach Cal called me and said, hey, I talked to Hubert. Uh, he said, actually, he goes, I don't think I did you any favors. I think he's going to think I'm lying to him because I said too many good things about you. And, uh, you know, I had a good laugh. And I said, Cal, I, you know, it sounds awesome, but that's such a big change. And I don't know anybody there. And we want to be there. And, like, it's, it's I don't know. Like, I, I really got to talk to him and figure it out. And he said, TJ, if the University of North Carolina wants you, you go. Like, this is, you want to go to North Carolina and be close to your family if you have a chance to join that tradition, like you're leaving here, that's, that's where you want to go. Like take it. And so obviously got to know everybody. I mean, they had the best, like the staff, there, unbelievable, just great guys and their wives have been wonderful to my wife. So um, it was to me, the brand of Carolina, the history of Carolina and getting to know everybody, but it, that the, the coach Cal gave me, lots of encouragement and said, I think you'll do a great job there. And, and he told me Hubert is one of the best people he knows in the game of basketball. And he said, you're going to really get along with them and, and it's going to be great. And, and you're really going to like that staff. And so that was a, a you know, I, I love the man and I respect him. And, and so his opinion on that was really impactful to me. And so, um, you know, I, I what do we talk? He called, hey, how's it going? I said, man, it's 80 degrees here. How's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, He's been, he's been awesome, but he was very encouraging. 
So it sounds to me like North Carolina fans probably need to point to the passer and, and give Cal a little bit of a nod here for, for the endorsement getting him to Chapel Hill, right, Sherelle? Yeah, I was I was going to say, you're, you're killing the notion from uh, a lot of our readers and subscribers who have grown to maybe dislike the Kentucky program or dislike <laughs> Coach Cal over the last 30 years. Like, they're going to be, they're going to look, they're going to watch this and say, man, maybe, maybe he's not so bad. <laughs> he's, I, I love Cal. Cal is, you, and just, he is probably everything you think he is. And he would say that too. He is ultra competitive. He is the kindest man I've ever known, but he is, he is uh, one of a kind for sure. You're changing hearts and minds already. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's going to be a lot of folks that, that consume this podcast. They're going to have some, some real heart and soul searching to do after this. So <laughs> we're talking with TJ Beisner, the uh, new director of the secondary break club, which is North Carolina basketball's NIL collective. TJ, let's start now and getting into the collective. Okay. Tell us about it and tell us what your vision for it is. Well, I, I think, you know, kind of as we said earlier, the, the, the vision for this is finding a way to create opportunities um, for people who want to support NIL to touch the past and the present and, and kind of affect the future. And so the goal, I think, um, you know, for what we're doing day to day is really thinking about um, working. You know, there, there are a number of people who are already involved in NIL and very supportive of it. How do we make them feel really good about where this is headed um, so they understand what's going on? And ultimately, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, when we get into to more of the specifics, my job is to make sure that the coaches are able to do their job at the best of the ability. That, that's really what it is. Can we create an NIL program, which I think we can, based off of uh, engagement and, um, you know, experiences that is first class, top of the line, that then makes players understand that we don't have to go in and say that you're getting X amount of dollars to, to come here. This because that's against the rules. Coaches don't have to go in and do that, but the players can talk. You know what? If you're concerned about our NIL, call Armando Baycott. Talk to him. Because the landscape of recruiting, especially, is shifting a little bit. Now that agents are more able to be involved, especially in NIL and in most states at the high school level, really high-level players who are playing at prep school. They're able to, to, no questions about it, get involved with NIL. Agencies are finding that, you know, where it's not even necessarily about the, the, the most amount of money that's sitting, you know, you've got schools that are, you know, promising that, even though it's against the rules. I know this is blowing people's minds. Coaches, some of them Shocker. do that. Yeah. yeah. But understanding, hey, you go to North Carolina, you're going to be fine. I've had guys who go there, and on top of it, everything – that that collective tells you when you get there will be true. No one's lying to you. And because and, and the worst thing you can do is sit somebody down and say, here's what we're going to do yeah. for you. And then not do it because not only does that hurt that relationship, but that affects the coaching staff that affects the next recruiting class and it continues. So the biggest thing is we need to honor that and we need to make sure we've built sustainable programs where we have a good idea of what's going on. So if, if we're working with, um, you know, an Excel or a CAA or whoever on a recruit. And by the way, I mean the coaching staff. I'm obviously not involved mm -hmm. in the recruiting of that right now um, as an ex-member of the staff. This is some, like some of this stuff, obviously being a coach on the coaching staff and now being out, I have to like make sure in case compliance is watching. I know the rules. I'm not doing that. Um, but you have a chance to say, look, I know ex-coach sat down at whatever school and said he's given you this, 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 and this. I don't know if that's true. 
But what I do know is that my guys who were at Carolina last year, the year before, were getting this, mm-hmm. and it was there, and it was in a way that it transformed their lives. It was manageable, and that's where we want to get. Um, you know, I, I think part of the delay, um, I've been asked about, you know, why wasn't this announced <laughs> early, like when stuff started leaking, I was coming here, is it was really important for Hubert uh, and for myself to talk to former players and to um, Coach Smith's family and to talk to stakeholders in this program so they understand, you know, I'm not the the guy coming from Kentucky who's just throwing hundreds and whatever else. That's not what this is. This is, you know, the one thing Hubert and I talked a lot about is NIL by nature is transactional. It just Mm -hmm. is. It's a business deal. But Carolina basketball for 100 years has been transformational. Mm-hmm. The experience of where you start as a young man and where you finish. And, and I'm not just talking about your MBA earnings or anything else, but how you develop that, that alone is the recruiting pitch. And so this can enhance it, but we need to make sure the things we are doing in NIL are also transformational. You can't become a transactional program on the side and be transformational over here. You have to be across the board aligned. And so that was one of the things that when, when Hubert and I were talking, um, I really identified with him because the things that we will do with secondary break club um, will be first class. Uh, That is the goal, the excellence, the standard, you know, the ceiling is the roof, right? The standard on the court is the same standard we're chasing off the court, Mm -hmm. but they will be with the stamp of approval from, from Hubert because he is running a program in the, you know, he, he honors the same goals and traditions and values as Coach Smith and Coach Guthridge and Coach Williams, because that's who he is. And yeah. so that's who I want to be to honor his program and, and to continue to, to be a part of, you know, as I, I keep saying, I, I've been adopted right now by the, by the Carolina family. Uh, so that's who, who I want to be. And that's the goal to, to create these programs and, um, you know, have fans when we, give them an opportunity to engage and experience and kind of, Hey, this is something that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just forking over my money so I can, you know, feel like I no, we want to give you something like we want to create a sustainable model that allows you to get closer to your players, present past, and really helps this thing grow and build over the next few years to where we have a, a what we hope is a juggernaut in NIL that is beyond just, well, the players get paid when they get there. It's really creating a, a student athlete experience that complements what they're doing on the court. Well, you want it to be transformational for your your contributors as well, right? And I absolutely I love I love that juxtaposition of transactional versus transformational because if you think about you know mentioning Coach Smith, that two hundred dollar check that he sent to all of his players upon his death, that was a transactional check, but it represented the transformational you know impact they had right. yeah. in all of their lives as they became you know, grown men and had their own lives and their own careers and so on and so forth. I love that parallel. And I think that's probably something that, you know, if you haven't already, you're going to be, you know, pounding Bibles with later. Uh, You mentioned (laughs) briefly talking with past players. How have kind of, you know, team alumni and um, former players responded about this concept and what you and Hubert are wanting to create and and kind of the path forward? You know, I I think it's been positive so far. I mean, the, the, the reality is they are the, the program, right? So everything that they've done has built where we're at right now. And 
and, and why I had an opportunity to come from Kentucky and start in such a great position. And um, so, so it's been positive. I think like anything with NIL, there's a lot of misinformation. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, you, you see numbers thrown around and, and I think Graham Boone mentioned this too, when you guys talked to him, it's not real all the time. In fact, most of the time it's not real. And if you get looking on, at you, Texas A&M, looking at you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and, and, and not only is it not real, but sometimes even if it's real, when you're sitting there talking, the checks don't come and it's not real. So I, I think getting past that misinformation and, um, you know, one of this is, I, I don't know if it, this was a, a thing in Kentucky, if you guys saw this down here, but coach Cal, you know, we would always talk about our, with NIL we think we're onto something good. We have something working really well. So you know what? If somebody says we don't know what we're doing, whatever. Results will speak for itself because every kid on this team will tell everyone they know that we did it the right way and they're taken care of and the rules are followed, compliance has everything. Like we're fine there. Um, and so the phrase, the way I was telling Cal is, uh, I said, you know, Lil Wayne has a line, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Now, when he said in the press conference, it was stay silent like lasagna or something like that. And it became like kind of a thing there. But that's that that that's where misinformation hurts what's actually happening in NIL, because there are people who are doing some really great things. And I will tell you, when I got here and I heard some of the things that are going on, blew my mind. Like this is like, how did I mean, I talked to people in the industry and agencies and everything. Some of the stuff that was happening here really good and i i hadn't even heard of it before that's because you know just like in recruiting or anything else if you have an advantage and you're doing it the right way why would you share that with the world for what a couple of retweets and that's where i think you know misinformation gains ground and so even with not just the former players but anybody their concerns about nil are totally valid concerns we have the same concerns. I This is every day the concerns I have. But a lot of those are founded on information that's not true or things you read and you say, what? That doesn't sound right. Well, because it's not. But you're not in it day to day. You read it, you move on. And so, you know, I, I think as we go throughout this process, it's different. There's no question this is a different era, but it doesn't have to compromise all the values that, that these former players put their sweat, their hearts on the line for to celebrate. And Coach Davis every day expects the current players to honor and live their lives that way. We can be really good at NIL by embracing that. I truly believe it. Hubert believes it. We, we've talked about some of the stuff I want to do, and, and he's comfortable with it. So I think it, it's going to be, you know, my goal, like I said, is, is to get to a point to where, you know, this is, uh, it's the Carolina family feels tied in for, from guys who played all the way, you know, in the past to, to you know, obviously players who aren't even on campus yet. It continues to strengthen that bond together. I'm really glad you said that about the misinformation, which is one of the reasons we, we wanted to have you on, because a lot of times that silence um, in, in this space can breed just all kinds of, of rumors and thoughts. Well, Carolina's not doing NIL. Carolina doesn't have yeah. NIL, you know, and um, just having you here to talk about that is is great. And so my next question is, is on a similar vein, talking about um, you and the former players. You know, a lot of Carolina fans, um, you know, who grew up with Coach Smith and grew up with Coach, Gush, Coach Guthridge, they see college athletics as a certain way. They see college athletics as you come in as a freshman, you learn the ropes, you mature. By the time you're a senior, 
you know, you've, you're a grown man and, and you've changed. For those folks who are still kind of in that mindset, how do you, I don't want to say sell, but how do you show them the advantages that something like the Secondary Break Club um, can bring to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, everyone's on a different timeline now. And that's just with, with the NBA draft rules, your ability to go pro and, and take those chances, the timelines are different. But what you do during your time at Carolina doesn't have to be different. Um, you know, you can take through NIL or through whatever, you get a guy coming in who is, okay, hey, we, we, we've done a great job in recruiting. We've identified a great family, a great kid. They're about all the right things. But you know what? He's projected as a top 10 NBA pick. That shouldn't scare you off because what you can instill in him, I'm telling you, the, the, what you feel when you walk into the Smith Center, and great, I've only been there for live action but just that juice and the passion that the coaching staff has for, for this program and working with young people, that is contagious. And whether you're here for a year, two, five years, I mean, I think NIL obviously is, is I think it's documented. Armando has said that's been a, a piece of him returning has kind of helped him influence him that way. I think understanding that embracing the change, but not compromising who you are still can create those connections. Um, you can have a kid come in and play a year here and go to the NBA and still feel connected here because his experience he got from Hubert Davis and, and the rest of his staff was transformational. He feels that connection here. And, and going back to what I said at practice that day, the guys from every era just popping in and saying hello and sitting there and, um, you know, live action when, when Theo Pinson and Justin Jackson were there. This has always been a place where guys want to come back to that speaks volumes. Like, I mean, that really, I mean, we, I talked about with Hubert about this. Don't take for granted and think it's normal that you have a whole staff who's gone all over and worked in different places and everything. And they wanted to be here in Chapel Hill. That says something like in recruiting, that's something we should sell. People want to be here because of all of this and what it means. And I don't think it changes with, with one and done or NIL or, um, you know, transfer portal. Um, I can speak, you know, just for being around, you know, who's really loving being in North Carolina right now? Cormac Ryan and Paxson Wojcik and you know, uh, who else? Jalen Withers and guys who have been other places. They're enjoying it because it is unique. It is a special place. And I think as long as we don't take easy roads in NIL and say, well, it's really easy to do it this way, that compromises everything that's been built at this program. Uh, what the Carolina family stands for, everything that has, has gone into making it such a special place. Those values stay at the front and guide us. We might trip, you know, we'll hit a roadblock, might make a couple mistakes, but if that's our guiding light we're following, we'll continue to go in the right direction, even if we make a few stumbles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So I'm curious. I know it's been just a couple of months since you've been kind of been on the job, but like What's your day to day like? Three weeks, are, actually. Three oh, weeks. Me, three, three weeks. Okay. <laughs> but it hasn't even been a couple of months. Three weeks. What's your day to day like? What are the kind of things that you're tackling? You know, are you uh, executive director of one? Do you plan to hire staff? Kind of walk us through what the organization is going to look like in, in kind of your day to day. Yeah. Right now, it's just me. Um, and, you know, early on, you know, my, my goals from, from the start, um, <laughs> Hubert and I, I told him this from the very first phone call we had. Um, I wanted to talk to, uh, compliance. I want to be compliance's best friend. I want to talk to Learfield and understand how we can make sure we're working within everybody, making money and, and creating opportunities for student athletes. And so um, both compliance, Learfield have been great talking to them, trying to get to know, um, you know, supporters of the program, former players, and just trying to get in front of people. And, um, you know, I, I, I told very early on, I think it was my first interview when I was on Zoom with those guys. I was like, is there anything that you want to ask me? Like we got to the end, they said anything else. I said, if, if I was at Kentucky and I was interviewing somebody whose whole career was at North Carolina and he's sitting here telling me, yeah, no, I think this is a great opportunity. I want to be there. I'd be going, wait, what's the deal with this guy? Like well, they're red flags. What's going on? I said, so please, let's get it out in the open. And because this is a unique situation, I like, you know, this is, purely circumstantial with my family and the coincidence of the timing like this is a once in a lifetime thing that, that kind of worked out and so um you know as we've talked through what that looks like you know everybody that i've talked to said you know i think you may have a challenge at first to, to really let everyone know you're here for the right reasons like you, this is where you want to be and, and and you're here and so i've really just tried to to get to know everyone that that i can in this limited time and just try to get to know my family and, and see that, um, you know, we, we are excited to be here and, and we're genuine. I am genuine in what I want to do and so excited about this family I've been brought into. And, and so right now, that's what most of my time has been, is just trying to get to know everybody. And um, I, I went to the football game a couple of weeks ago and tried to get to Keenan Stadium. I ended up at the Keenan Business Building, like up on the hill and then walked down the hill and up the hill. So learning campus. I'm also trying to learn campus. And, uh, but really like for, for me day to day, I, I'm trying to go to practice and be present for the players because I think that's going to be really important. Uh, you know, at Kentucky, you know, I wasn't negotiating deals, you know, that's against the rules, but I was present with the players. And if a player was having trouble with a family thing, or he's having trouble with a class or something, I w was was one of the people that they could come talk to. And so not that I'm necessarily that in this role, but if you're having a question about your taxes or you're having a question about, hey, how can I get this deal? Or I want you to feel comfortable talking to me. And so I'm trying to be present with the players and trying to get to know them a little bit as well. And um, and obviously the staff, they, they've been awesome. Um, you know, they, they've been wonderful to us. And so uh, day to day going forward, I think is going to be spend a lot of calls and, and trying to 
plan some things out and start getting down the line of, of you know, I'm speaking generically this, I know, but there are a lot of things we're planning and I do not want to give it the kiss of death and say, well, here's something we're working on and then it doesn't work out. But there are a lot of things that we are trying to put together um, that, that hopefully are, like I said, sustainable. Something fans can look forward to every year and know this is an event that's happening this time of year and um, a chance to, to engage with, with current and former players, hopefully. So we're talking with TJ Beisner, the executive director of the Secondary Break Club, which if you haven't heard about it yet, you will. Hang tight. Um, TJ, you mentioned through a flawless use of a Lil Wayne lyric earlier, <laughs> what, is, what has Carolina been doing with NIL to this point? You mentioned that it's kind of been a lot of stuff in silence that you're just finding out about. Are there any of those things you can share with with our audience now to to kind of quell some of the stuff that Cheryl mentioned about, you know, there's a lot of angst and people feel like that just because they don't see it, that North Carolina is not doing it. Is there any of that stuff that you can share? You do feel comfortable, you know, uh, sharing with our audience so people can at least recognize, hey, this is going on yeah. in addition to what Secondary Break Club is about to start doing on top of that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can get into specifics, but I will say some of the, the things that I think that I've observed um, that are just kind of generic, that there's a connectiveness in terms of, and, and, and here's the thing, I understand NIL by nature, everyone wants to know everything going on. And when you don't, mm -hmm. you think you're falling behind. Makes total sense. Like I, I get it when you don't know what's going on. But I would say if, if NIL was not good here, you would not have the number one class in the country in 2024 is my mm -hmm. guess, right? You would not have Armando Baycott coming back to school and, and RJ and all these, these talented transfers. And so um, I, I think this is an area and, and personally, you know, for, for my role with secondary break club, um, you know, it was, I've told Hubert results will speak like I, that's, that's, you know, what I intend to do with it and not get into, you know, they're going to be very public facing things. We hope to allow people to get involved, but other stuff is we don't need to get into the nitty gritty. Like let's just go out there and, and, and work and get the results. Um, but but I think one of the things I've observed is organizationally, they're just so connected. Um, I, I think Bubba has been, um, it just in, in getting to know him myself a little bit, really open to things and really encouraging to, hey, like, let's be really good in this space. And then you're the guy I trust to do it. Let's, let's figure it out. And um, I, I think the coaches have a shared vision for, for what that looks like. Um, and I, I think going back to, to what I said about, about Learfield, they understand their role and the opportunity, like how they can fit in, what the rules are, what they can and can't do. But I think because they're successful in what they're doing and, um, you know, as they market campus and, and not just here, but nationwide, they're finding opportunities or being able to say, hey, well, this guy wants to, to work with so-and-so. So, -and -so. so I, I think what has been really um, – encouraging to me as seeing that everyone from compliance to uh you know business partners to coaching staff to the administration seems to share the same vision mm -hmm. and the vision is moving toward let's be the best in nil but let's make sure we're all communicating because we don't want to trip up and one of us make a mistake that we didn't know right. about to get somebody in trouble and so that's what's been encouraging to me is you know everybody's together on this. And, and I think as you see deals start to come out and, and, you know, I think as we get basketball season launches, guys will mm -hmm. start launching some campaigns. You'll see some of that stuff. And, um, but, but I think it's like, there, there's nobody that I've encountered who's saying, 
I hate, yeah, we're not doing NIL. We're not doing right. this. And, and, and that's huge. Again, that, that's a, a really important thing. For sure. Uh, so I'm trying to figure how I want to say this. You mentioned some of the recruiting angles. You mentioned getting players back. You've, you've briefly touched on the transfer portal. Help people understand how NIL will help North Carolina compete on a national level. Because part okay. of being a blue blood, blue blood program is that you know, fans have a certain expectation. Uh, the coaches and the players inside the program have a certain expectation. Help us understand how NIL, specifically the secondary break, uh, secondary break club, is going to is going to continue that. Yeah, I, I think you know um, it, it's a piece of recruiting. Um, you know, and, and again, I don't want to put words in Hubert's mouth, but my understanding is what you're you're still recruiting. This is North Carolina. This is a place that not only changes your life but changes your future. Um, and and if you want to come here only because of NIL, this is not the right place for you because you will fail. This is hard. We are setting you up for a path, which now with NBA salaries is we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. So you have to come here loving the game, being committed and wanting to, to handle your academics. In that space though, understand we're gonna be really good in NIL too. The, the, the collective we have and, and, and then the, the, you know, the Hall of Fame and everything else, all the pieces, the Heels for Life, as a university, there's a great space uh, for NIL. And so, so, you know, from my perspective, not being in recruiting meetings and not having those conversations and um, is it, just letting that circle, that community of, of recruits know Carolina is the best. And the only way you do that is through actions. And, and I, I believe from what I've observed and what I've heard and what I'm seeing, they're already in a really good spot. Let's take it to the next level and let these guys know these these future pros who are in high school understand not only is this a great place to get an education and join the history of all these guys who went on before you to be legends in the game you can set yourself up financially for the rest of your life in the nba with the growth you're going to have here and while you're here you're going to be probably setting yourself up as well with, with the money you can make and so that's the hope that it's a piece that really makes players feel comfortable that you don't want a guy coming in and saying, look i, I love the academic challenge. I love the coaching staff. I love the history. I want to be here, but man, my family's in a tough spot and you guys haven't figured out NIL and this school said this, and you don't want to be in that spot. NIL is going to be a piece, hopefully to retaining players, to players understanding what they can get at this level, but it is never going to be the lead thing when you walk into a meeting, because when you start doing that, you get the wrong players. And, and you don't get the guys that want to come win national championships. So uh, along those lines, I know you're not in recruiting meetings now, but you mm -hmm. used to be in your previous role. Yeah. Was it difficult to determine the guys who were like, what's your NIL package? That's that's my number one priority. Was that difficult to, to ascertain? No, because they usually just ask. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, no, there, there were, you know, I, I think that, that's part of the, the most important part in the recruiting process is identifying people that you believe can benefit from what you're doing. Because, I mean, like, like that's Hubert and, and the whole staff, they, they're in it. They want to be educators. They love working with young people. You have to have for here and the way things are taught and the way they're structured, a certain mindset to succeed. Um, and, and no different than Kentucky. We had our own criteria as well that, that we would go into recruiting process with. I think understanding the values and priorities, look, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, especially since you can't. There's nothing wrong with wanting to maximize it, but it can't be what motivates you because when you're out there in the, you know, the, the end of the second half and you've been elbow in the face two or three times, you're missing every shot, but you're down one and your team needs you, money can't be what motivates you. It has to be that fight to win, your pride, your teammates, your like it has to be all these other things. Um, at least that's that's the belief. And so in that process, you know, you have to identify that. And, and um, I think finding families who um, share that sentiment and want to be part of a, a transformational experience and can see, you know, hey, there, we, we need something transactional, right? We got to have a change in our lifestyle. We get it. But understanding that's a, a piece you can feel comfortable about if you're chasing everything else. I, I think that is a critical piece to recruiting right now. And, um, you know, I, I think that'll be really important. I, I think Hubert will will continue to bring in guys who are, are really good kids or really good families who will be taken care of with NIL, um, but understand they're here to, to chase something so much bigger than, um, you know, whatever they can put in their bank account for the next couple of years. Talking with UJ Beisner, executive director of the new secondary break club, North Carolina basketball's NIL collective. Uh, TJ, I'm going to share with you, I know you're three weeks into town. I'm going to share with you something that's both transactional and transformational. And that is the shopping experience at Johnny T-Shirt. Uh, Johnny T-Shirt right there on East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Big supporters of Inside Carolina. Uh, UNC fans all about this great area and beyond know that Johnny T-Shirt is the place to get your gear. Uh, Inside Carolina premium subscribers know they get an extra 10% off uh, when they use the code found on uh, when they use the code that's found on the premium message board so they can use that code and get stuff already off of Johnny T-shirts amazing prices. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm sure you've probably been there multiple times, CJ, but uh, we know that that is I mean, it's again, it's it's a must stop for somebody that's new in town and you go in there and you get the get all the gear, send it back to your people far and wide. But if those people far and wide want their own stuff and they don't like what you sent them, which is really unheard of because why would you not like something from Johnny T-Shirt? You can get Johnny T-Shirt to ship to them. It's a beautiful thing. I know your son down in Wilmington is probably getting some some fresh Johnny T-Shirt gear sometime soon. So we want to make sure everybody, including our guest tonight, TJ Bosner, can shop at Johnny T-Shirt. InsideCarolina.com, premium subscribers, extra 10% off. JohnnyT-Shirt.com on the web or right there on East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. There will probably be a, a national advertisement that comes in right after this, TJ. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back talking with TJ Beisner from the Secondary Break Club. All right, TJ, thanks for sticking around, being a part of this special edition of the Coast to Coast podcast with Sherelle McMillan and yours truly, Joey Powell. TJ, let's focus the last little bit of the show before we let you go on how fans should approach the Secondary Break Club, how they can get involved, what they need to know, all that good stuff. So first things first, why? Should this matter to, to Inside Carolina subscribers, to UNC fans, to anybody that is loosely affiliated or cares about UNC basketball? Why should the secondary break club matter? Well, I, I think it's the newest piece in chasing national championships. I, I think, obviously, NIL uh, is here to stay in some form, but this is an opportunity for us to be really organized uh, and be very clear and opportunities that support student athletes on the men's basketball team at UNC. And so uh, right now we've, we've got the, the basic website up, secondarybreakclub.com. You can put in your email address 
And as we have these announcements of opportunities to engage with players or things going on, we'll email those to you um, as well as, you know, hopefully have some other announcements through uh, social media, maybe even at games, we're working on some stuff right now. So um, to us, it is, you know, I, it is not, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my personal viewpoint on this. It's not the fans job to sustain the collective. We are going to give fans who want to be involved a chance to be involved. It is my job to build a business model that is going to be sustainable. That's going to have local businesses. That's going to have, uh, you know, fans from all over the world who want to get involved in these opportunities with the student athletes. But we want the fans to feel connected to this. Even if you're not giving your money, give your time, give your interest, share it with people, because we want this to be part of, uh, you know, looking at it 10 years down the line, this is synonymous with the Carolina fan experience that you understand the secondary break club is a, is a, a group that's supporting the program. And some of the events that we have that we hope are regular are, are on your calendar. And it understands that, that you know, it's a, a chance for you to connect with other fans and, and show that you have pride in Carolina basketball, which is, um, I think why everybody's watching this, right? I mean, nobody, my wife doesn't even listen to me this long. So if they're still watching this, they really, really love Carolina basketball. <laughs> I've stuttered and stumbled 500 times. So yeah, if you're still here, we love you. <laughs> so TJ, let me get this straight. So for Carolina fans who want UNC to chase national championships, who want UNC to be one of the best programs in the country, who want UNC to recruit, uh, recruit, sign and retain some of the best players in the country, one way they can help is by contributing and being involved with the secondary break club. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and even right now, just you want to go to the website, uh, secondarybreakclub.com and put your email address in, we'll keep you up to speed on stuff. And, and um, you know, it's, it's not going to be, um, you know, I'm trying to think because there's some things we, that we, I don't want to give away yet, but we just want you to feel included in it. And if it's not financial, it doesn't matter right now. We want you to feel like you're connected to this program. You understand what's happening around it. We want to be transparent in the things that are happening publicly. And, um, you know, fans that have questions about how to get involved right now or anything else are free to reach out to me. It's TJ at secondarybreakclub.com. Um, we're going to work through this and, and uh, we're going to have some stuff coming up as we get the season going that I think everybody's going to be excited about. And, um, you know, like I said, it's it's really important for us right now to to just kind of be familiar with everybody. And um, we'll, we'll get to a point where I think everybody feels really good about uh, the support that Secondary Break Club is going to be giving the men's basketball program. I just want to ask you one last thing, more of a, a kind of a personal question. Um, yeah. As far as when you arrived in Chapel Hill, what was your aha moment of like, wow, you know, I'm. I'm the executive director of the secondary break club. Was it that practice where all those players were there? What was your wow moment? Um, so there was, there was one practice and it wasn't even that one. That one was a wow moment, but like two days later, because everything happened in such a whirlwind so fast mm -hmm. and the move and, you know, moving stressful as it is and get my son in school and everything else that I texted my wife one day, we were sitting in practice and I was like, I can't believe this. Like I'm at North Carolina. It just it's sitting there looking at those banners and seeing the guys go up and down and just, I mean, that, that, that university blue, that color, like it's just iconic and just, it, it felt special. Um, but I, I think the, the first moment, the first wow moment was we moved here on a Friday um, and, you know, moving truck, unloading stuff. We spent Saturday like unboxing beds and clothes, you know, that was it. 
And then that Sunday morning, uh, Hubert and his wife, Leslie, took our family to brunch. And we got there, we're standing there, and I saw the car pull up. And, you know, I grew up in Dallas, and, and Hubert, and during some dark times in Dallas, was a maverick that, like, brought some, some joy to my life in some dark times. And Hubert <laughs> got out of the car, and I saw him walking up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we're, we're here. Like, Hubert Davis is coming to have breakfast with us. And um, that, was, that was, I think, the first moment where I was like, this is incredible, because we'd only talked on the phone. We'd been on, on Zoom. And, um, and then, of course, this is actually pretty funny. Then we get there, and uh, our server was a U.K. fan who had just moved to Chapel Hill from Lexington Ooh. two weeks before. <laughs> and so he's like, so, like, you know, Hubert went up and got food, and I was sitting there, and he was like, so, like, what are you doing here? And I said, I, I, I work here now. I said, I left Kentucky. I work here now. He goes, oh, okay. And then, uh, then he came back later and he was like, well, do you still bleed blue? And Leslie, Hubert's wife, was like, yes, just a lighter shade. And I was like, that's a great line. I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> I love that she answered it for you so you wouldn't, yeah, you, know, you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't feel put was, on the spot right there. Yeah, I was half asleep from the move. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting with Hubert Davis. <laughs> Well, TJ, we appreciate all the perspective you've given to us. I'm going to give you uh, one last shot here. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Walk the Line, but uh, the record producer says to Joaquin Phoenix, who's playing Johnny Cash, says, you know, you're lying in a ditch and you got 30 seconds to sing one song. What are you going to sing? So I would ask you, you know, what's the one thing you want people to know coming away from this show uh, about the Secondary Break Club? Uh, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll let the floor be yours. Yeah, no, I, I think what you should know is that we are – uh, committed to being the best in NIL, best collective in the country, providing opportunities for the Carolina student athletes, but doing it in a way that honors the Carolina tradition, the values that every coach and every player has exemplified and shown on the floor. And so um, the standard that has been set on the court for many, many decades is the same one that, that we're pursuing off the court. And, and I think with the team, of uh you know the around with with all the different partners and stakeholders i think we're we're in a really good place to to be the best in nil and uh and and put ourselves in positions to to really have a talented roster and never have to worry about somebody leaving because there wasn't enough opportunity here i, I think we're in a really good spot uh with where we're headed and and uh just look forward to uh to everyone's support and and uh, getting there with coach davis well, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, TJ talked about opportunity. And if you need opportunity for your small business, make sure you check out our friends at Congruity HR. Uh, Congruity HR forward slash Tar Heels if you want a special free assessment of your business. Uh, Congruity will give you that transformational experience so that you can get back to, to focusing on your business. You know, TJ talked about how he's taking things off the coaching staff's plates. Let Congruity HR do that for your small business and your company. Let them take the HR the human resources, the benefit stuff off your plate so you can get back to making a profit or doing what it is that your business is designed to do. Don't get caught up on all this other stuff. Let them take care of it. Congruity HR, we love those guys. National brand, but local service. Congruity HR forward slash Tar Heels. Check them out. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show. TJ Bosner, man, we appreciate it. Look forward to working with you in the future. I uh, can't say enough you know, how happy we are to have you in town and hope that uh, Hope things work out well for you, and we, we will talk to you sometime in the very uh, in the very near future, sir. So thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's great talking with you. All right. For Sherelle McMillan, for our guest, TJ Bosner, I'm Joey Powell. This has been a special edition of the Coast to Coast podcast on InsideCarolina.com. 
And again, that website, secondarybreak.com, secondarybreakclub.com. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I, I'm already, already clicking the sign off button. It's better make sure I can get that right before we get out of here. Now you got to say it three times fast to make sure you get it right. So you got to say it three times Se- before we get off. Yes. Secondarybreakclub.com, secondarybreakclub.com, secondarybreakclub.com. There it is. Check them out. TJ at secondarybreakclub.com if you want to hear from him. We appreciate you tuning in the show. If you have not yet, subscribe to Inside Carolina's content. Like, review, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. For Sherelle McMillan, for TJ Beisner, I'm Joey Powell. We will talk to you sometime very soon on the Coast to Coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.